Welcome to the Goddess Conjurer podcast and show. I'm Christina Margaret, a holistic empowerment and sobriety coach. I'm also a spiritual badass and truth seeker. Join me as I chat with wicked guests who are down to get real with raw, unfiltered conversations inspired to help you level up your spiritual and personal expansion. So settle in, get cozy, get ready, and let's enjoy the ride. Hey guys, Christina here. Welcome to the Goddess Conjurer podcast and show. It is a rainy uh, Monday morning in April and um, I've got a really cool topic today. I want to talk about embodiment through the five senses and connecting to the sixth sense. I've got lots of notes to share with you and I just felt really called to hopping on and just chatting a little bit about the subject as it seems to continue to be um more of my focus in the work that I'm doing with clients, the work that I'm doing with groups. And I'm really becoming quite passionate about it because I see so much opportunity for shift and for change um, that's long-term and um, really offers people such opportunity to create the life that they want outside of their stories and their attachments. So coming in today to share that with you. If you're watching this on video, it looks like I might not have brushed my hair and I'm quite okay with that. So if you're not catching the video version of this, you're not in for the treat of that. (laughs) So let's talk about embodiment. I want to, thinking about embodiment through the five senses as this gateway to our bodies and our ability to heal from pain and, and from trauma. And I also mean this in a way of healing or transitioning or transcending outside of our conditioning and our attachments. So the five senses are really the gateway to the body. The sixth sense is the gateway to your spiritual self. So they're completely not attached to each other, yet they are completely attached to each other. So let's expand on that. So we disconnect and we disassociate from our bodies. How this happens is through trauma, number one. Um, Then we develop beliefs and conditioning from society, from our upbringing, from teachers, from caregivers, our parents. We just develop these beliefs about ourselves and who we are. And then we create identities and behaviors to deal with these conditioning beliefs or the trauma that we may have experienced. So I've talked about trauma before. Trauma is not in the experience necessarily. It's in the individual's perception of an experience. So trauma is very individual to each person. What's traumatizing for me may not be traumatizing for you. And it's how the body reacts to the trauma or the traumatic event and how it stores that trauma. Does it release the trauma? Does it have the opportunity to heal from that trauma? How does the body um, react to the situation that's unique to you and your experience? It's nothing to do with the event. Obviously, some things are clearly traumatic, obviously traumatic, and some things may not, but it's just comes down to the individual, the individual's experience. It's never fair to 
um, ever tell a person um, that something wasn't a big deal, minimize someone's experience, right? Obviously we see this a lot in abuse, but um, just in general, there's just no place for anyone to tell anyone uh, what their experience is in trauma or in something that was trauma or a situation. So we, so in these experiences, we disassociate, we disconnect from the body. And, and this may only happen one time. This may not be significant. This could be gradual. This could take place over time where we slowly just disconnect more and more and more um, through our behaviors, through our, our beliefs, through um, all of these different ways in which we disconnect from self. So all of this bringing us outside of the body, well, all the things that drew us away stay stored inside. So any experience of trauma, there's a physiological chemical reaction that takes place in the body. And unless that is released, it stays stored in the body somewhere. Perhaps it stays in the heart, right? We have a broken heart. We may even just experience back pain, I obviously, I often say is associated with carrying the weight of the world on the back. It's like you're carrying the weight of the world, shoulder pain, we have aches, pains, physical sensations. We have stomach aches. We have anxiety. We have depression. We get dis-ease. So all of these energy blocks essentially create these physical, mental, um, blocks within the body that then continue to eradicate the disassociation. We don't want to feel pain. We don't want to feel discomfort. We don't want to feel the sensations that maybe trauma has left within us, the marks that it leaves, the scars. So what changes when we open up to the embodiment of five senses? What happens is that we allow stagnant energies, the opportunity to flow in the body. We release blocks in our energy channels. These are known as nadis in Ayurveda or in yoga. And so the five senses are so important in healing and in creating. They're really, truly this gateway that's just way bigger than we are taught or that we realize. I remember learning at the five senses as a child as like these basic pieces of us, but there was no realization of until I started to do the work that I do now. And that I've done for myself of how actually incredible these five senses are and how powerful they are. So usually we know, um, what we don't want, right? We, we know what we don't like. And so we are become disconnected. You know, I, I don't like to feel my feelings or I don't like to feel the sadness of the situation. I don't like to feel sad or fear or pain or any of these shadow type emotions or experiences that we continually push down and then fill ourselves with bullshit of it's all love and light. It's all love and light. No good, no bad days. We see these things everywhere and it's just not possible. It's not possible to live a life of just love and light. 
it's not possible to have no bad days because the shadow is so, so important. The, sh- the shadow is your, is your ticket, your key to freedom. So we're so disconnected from this and we attach to our stories and of what we do not want, right? We always are in what we don't want and what we don't want to feel. We also believe that our attachments, um, we believe them very heavily. First of all, we don't realize that there is life outside of these stories. Who are we? Who are we without our story, right? Who am I if I'm not the party girl? Who am I if I'm not my trauma? Who am I if I'm not my victim to my circumstances? And so these stories are actually very comfortable for us. Pain is comfortable, believe it or not. The attachment is safety. For some reason, bizarro land, because it is our lizard brain that actually does all this. We are so safe in our bullshit. We are so, so safe in our trauma, in our addiction, in our disconnect. The belief of ourselves is this is a protector. And even in, when in truth, it holds us back from our greatest potential, we still stay in it because we're terrified of our greatness. We've heard beautiful quotes on this, right? We know that it is our greatness that we actually fear. It is our ability to create beauty and change in the world that we're afraid of because we have to step outside of that box of our conditioning and our attachment and our belief of who we are and how we show up in society as that being the most important thing that exists. But the body keeps score. So the body tells us in so many ways what it's seeking, that it's seeking freedom, but we ignore. We run rampant with addictions. We show, we're showing ourselves this all the time. Alcohol, drugs, swiping for hookups, consuming too much, whether it's goods, foods, exercise, the media, everything is outside of us that we're yearning for, that we're seeking, that we're chasing. There's no peace in that. It's just chaos, right? It's pure fucking chaos every day. So there's a lot of connection to sitting with ourselves without distraction. There's a complete gap in the ability to be with ourselves without something outside of us feeding that need to be distracted, those voids, those conditioned pieces. So what could happen if you just sat with yourself for a few minutes every day even? What if you tapped into the senses just as a check-in? There's great meditation practices to check in um, with the five senses. You could do touch. You can do taste, smell, sight, even with your inner vision, hearing, right? There's so many great, beautiful 
meditation practices that you can do separately, just a, just a touch meditation. You can do that with a crystal or a stone, just picking it up, holding it, feeling the different energetic qualities, the texture, the temperature, just tapping into, you know, this, the stone. And for those of you that can't see, I'm holding one in my hand, you know, just, just being with that in that moment, just for a few moments. One of the first meditation practices that I ever did when I started doing meditation, which was through mental health and addictions, which I have shared more with private clients and more in group clients. But my journey into meditation was not because I wanted to become more spiritually adept. It was because I was suffering and I was desperate to heal pieces of me that were suffering so deeply. And so I was at mental health and addictions begging to feel human, to feel myself. One of the practices that um, was given to us in the meditation group that I ended up joining was um, through taste. And so we all placed a raisin in our mouth and we slowly chewed the raisin. We paid attention to the texture, to the taste, to how it felt in our mouth, what it was like to use the mouth when you were chewing, what it was like to swallow. It's like truly just bringing you present and awareness into your body. And I hated it. I hated every second of it. It was so uncomfortable. I was so disconnected and disassociated from my body. I, that was uncomfortable. Chewing my food meditatively, presently in awareness was awful. So trust me, you can get there. So perhaps, you know, playing with these things separately. As for smell, you could do a candle, an incense, essential oil. There's all kinds of things that you can sit in and sit with for a few minutes. What does it feel like a fresh flower? All the flowers are going to start coming out soon. Just walking could already smell the wild rose bushes starting to permeate smell in the woods, you know, fresh cut grass. And then sight, you know, you can do candle gazing. You can, you can really like you can look at a flower, you can close your eyes and use your inner vision, connect to your intuition. And then hearing, you know, soft music, just listening to the rain. There's so many ways to tap in, but we're not taught that. We're being taught to leave. So we can identify not only our desires through these practices, but also our attachments. The five senses is the gateway to everything. What I'm attached to, what I'm conditioned to believe, where I hold things in my body. You can tap into your emotions. You can tap into your blocks. You can tap into creation, what needs to move, what needs to be held with compassion. The work is beautiful. It can be difficult. It can be hard. It can start with a lot of I don't knows. But it's all okay. It's all with an intention to start a practice to create something 
new for yourself to create a remembering of who you are, your who you truly are, instead of an idea of who I'm supposed to be. So it is really isn't until you realign with realign your relationship with the body um, that you can distinguish what is what. So we have the five koshas, these sheaths and covering, these layerings that define us and these experiences in yoga that I often teach and bring up because they're so relevant. We've got five koshas, we've got five um, senses. We've got the physical body of the koshas. These are these coverings and sheaths, these ideas. Physical body, energy body, mental body, intuitive body, bliss body. So many pieces of you to tap into, to connect to. Way more than just this person who goes to work every day, goes grocery shopping, picks up the kids from school, that does all the things, that looks all the ways. So in this, we reconnect to the body. Then we reconnect to the bodies to gain a deeper spiritual awareness. And then we ascend. We create so much ascension. So opportunity here, step out of the matrix, step out of the attachments, the conditioning and release the ideas of bullshit that society and our conditioning is telling us is life. We are not this box that we've been put in. And I would say that over and over and over again. We are so vast and so, so deep and so disconnected. And like, it's not about it being anyone's fault. It's not about shame. It's not about guilt or resentment. It's just about reconnecting to the truth of our being, the truth of our separateness to ourselves and our true selves. And that's all that I really wanted to bring to the table today was just this opportunity to realize you're more than your body through the body. And that the body as you are on an earth walk in a human experience is your key to your ascension. And I just love sharing this stuff. You know, I, I know that I want to empower women to embody their highest self. And, and that really comes with this unlearning and this relearning of wisdom that your body carries for you and that it holds for you so much opportunity to, to shift and change and expand and ascend. And um, I, I hope that you found some value in this today. And um, I hope that my offerings continue to bring you value, whether those are in person, whether they're online, whether they're just this little talk about embodiment. I really truly believe in this work. um, And I'm excited to continue to share it and expand on it as I continue my ascension, as I continue with my healing and my embodiment. You know, I did come from that place of disconnect so deeply that my body was just this, this vessel of, of pain that I, that I walked in, um, reluctantly every day. And that I tried so hard to escape from for so long. And so I know what it's like 
to be stuck in these boxes and these containers and this deep conditioning. And I now also know what it's like to step out of that and that life is really fucking beautiful. And I hope you have a beautiful day. It's raining here and I'm totally good with that. Um, Thanks so much. Don't forget to like or subscribe um, to this podcast or this YouTube video. I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Oh, I've been running from the law. Hope they won't shoot me down soon. Catch me howling at the Sunrise